the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Badges. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. There is uh, breaking news to get into uh, with CNN. They are changing their lineup, ladies and gentlemen, after taking a ratings beating. Uh, They have actually hired away their primary competition. I'll give you the breaking news and tell you uh, where you can see the new talent. uh, Air quotes, of course, uh, over on CNN. Coming up on the Chris Salcedo Show, telephone number is 888-900-3393, 888 SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher, that's on-demand listening available for you here to the program. If you want to listen live, go to theblaze.com slash radio or the Blaze Radio smartphone app or the iHeart radio app. Social media, let me, let me tick off how you, let me tick you off. No, let me tick off the ways that you guys can, can access the show. First off, on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX, on Facebook, The Chris Salcedo Show. If you go to theblaze.com, you can find the channels section. That's theblaze.com channels. Make sure you find The Chris Salcedo Show. That is uh, a great way to, if you can't listen to the whole show, at least get a flavor as to what we covered on that particular day. And by the way, the way our Facebook Twitter symbiosis works, I update Facebook with a story. It automatically updates Twitter to let you Twitter followers know, hey, there's a story you got to check out on Facebook, the full version. Everything we reference on the show, or practically everything we reference on the show, we try to make sure that there is a reference that you can go and search the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page and get the the backup for your discussion with those uh, who are seeking to undermine freedom, liberty, the Constitution, and... um, the American left, of course, is is who I'm speaking. I'm also going to to float some things your way in this show. And I know how some of you out there are loath to pick up the phone and dial 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. But you would have a hand in shaping what this program sounds and looks like in the future. Uh because the questions I'm going to ask are are pretty pointed, but you guys are the authorities on these questions. So only you can answer them. And you know, I'm sure you're all looking at yourselves. What, me? Yes, you. So uh, there is one reason and one reason only that we do the program. A passion for the mission. A passion for the mission, the, the mission for the Salcedo Show has been to inform, to give you information and perspective that you will not get from a, a media that pretends, a press that pretends to be fair and objective, although they never represent our side fairly. They never give you a balanced look at the issues. So we always looked at ourselves as a counterbalance, some something to give you. And as a matter of fact, I think we do a pretty good job of articulating the left the honest left-wing perspective not their bs but what they're really after uh so that's all coming up with the show meantime uh, let me get out to, to cnn this is um rather 
I don't want to say it. Well, I guess it is breaking news because you're probably hearing about it here first. Uh, they have just announced the new lineup over at CNN because, and, and we put this, it's pinned to the top of the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. In light of recent ratings declines at CNN, the architect of their fall, committed liberal Jeff Zucker, has hired CNN's main competition. And they are pictured right there on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. So you guys can see, let me know what you think. Remember, the latest ratings showed that CNN had dropped behind uh, this new talent that they're hiring. Uh, They they could not even best the shows on which they appear. So CNN has hired them away. And (laughs) you'll be able to see them. On the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page, I look forward to reading your your responses. All right, let's get over to the flip around, folks, and see what is what. Let's go to CNN. They are listening to the White House press briefing. Sean Spicer returning back to the podium. Let's listen in. You do your best a lot of times to, to get us to... Uh, to make a case why this should be answered by the White House. And so we, we end up spending a lot of time talking to the counsel's office uh, about what can and can't be referred to outside counsel, what still remains in our purview. Uh, and so uh, it was the decision of the White House uh, to bring someone on board that, like in a lot of other areas that we have counsels dedicated to that, uh, that the, there was significant uh, inc- interest in the subject to, to do that. I know it's going to sound wild and crazy, ladies and gentlemen, but the basket of bias press is consumed with Russia, Trump, Trump and Russia. We've made a decision here on the Chris Salcedo show that we will. We're not going to talk about this. And baseless accusations anymore. We're just not going to do it because. There, there come and maybe I should have arrived at this a long time ago, and this is because of feedback from many of you. Many of you are, are sick and tired of the press trying to convince you that nothing is something throwing up smoke in the hopes that you will abandon your support for the president's agenda. And with the, maybe not the president himself, because many of you in this audience have a problem with him personally as a human being, but I don't know many conservatives in this audience who disagree with Gorsuch or disagree with uh, the border enforcement or disagree with building the wall or disagree with, Uh, tax reform or disagree with a pro-American stance from the government. What he's doing, what he's doing in the agenda and what he's actually trying to enact, that's a positive thing. Now you may have a problem with him personally, but again, the, the agenda of the basket of bias press is to drive that wedge. And there's, there's only so many times when we could say these accusations are baseless. They're absurd. No Democrat is even suggesting credibly that laws were broken. No laws were broken. If Donald Trump Jr. broke a law, then so too did Team Hillary and the Democrat National Committee when they sought dirt on Donald Trump at the Ukrainian embassy. Let's see. Now, Fox is also covering this very same press briefing. So, oh, by the way, so that's how we're the only way we're going to cover What's going on with the the press's Russia Trump obsession? And and that is, it is them. It 
it is solely them. There is no there there. After a year investigating by the FBI, there is still no evidence of collusion. So what we're going to do is we'll, we, we will use the occasion to mock and ridicule the basket of biased press. Unless and until they give us something else that's not smoke. Give us fire, give us proof, give us something tangible. Otherwise, we're just going to mock you. Here is uh, Sean Spicer again, this time from Fox News perspective. It's being made in America Week. Um, you know, can we expect an announcement that the president made up his mind on whether he's going to do tariffs, quotas, or both? Uh, I think that the president's comments on Air Force One speak for themselves. When he's ready to make an announcement on that, we'll, 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 be, we'll share that with you. But uh, that is something that the team is still discussing with him. John Decker. Uh, thanks a lot, Sean. Has the president resigned to the idea that it seems unlikely that the Senate will vote on any type of repeal and replace bill any time in the immediate future? I, I know that Senator McConnell has made it clear that he would like Senator McCain back. We obviously wish him a speedy recovery. And as soon as Senator McConnell, um, uh, as soon as Senator McCain can travel back and Senator McConnell uh, feels it's appropriate, he'll schedule that vote. Made in America week. This is this is the Trump administration's. And if I had a, a criticism for the Trump administration. Is that their their press. Uh, push is 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 poor is incredibly poor. There is a way to power through the smokescreen being thrown up by the basket of biased press. The way to do that isn't to get on these press outlets and complain that all they're covering is Russia and and smoke from Russia and not what the administration is trying to do. There's ways to power that, power through that. Uh, And there's a... Look, I've I've offered this on many occasions to Republicans in Congress. I call, I've told you guys the story. They don't want to listen. So at any rate, there. I think it's a valid criticism that the the White House isn't setting the agenda. They're not pushing legislation that's near and dear to them, i.e., an actual repeal of Obamacare. They're not. And by the way, I've we've tweeted the president saying, "Hey, dude." This is what what the Republicans are coming up with, and we'll get to this in the second hour. Republicans are coming up. It's, it's this is not this is not repeal. This is the this is the Republican Party putting a bumper sticker, a GOP bumper sticker on Obamacare and saying it's theirs. That's a losing strategy. It's only a, it's not only a loser for the the average U.S. citizen. It's a loser politically for the Republican Party. Because if they, they, these guys have convinced themselves that you are all so stupid that you're going to accept the passage of anything that says it's a repeal rather than the right thing. And I don't and maybe I'm maybe I'm the one who's naive, but I've never believed the American people to be that stupid. And I'm certainly not. And I don't think anybody in this audience is. So there's that. And uh, what else did he ask? He asked about, um, yeah, he asked about health care and he asked about, uh, yeah, I think I covered both. This being made in America week. Messaging terrible and the Obamacare so-called repeal, but it's not. It's actually Obamacare repair. The Republicans are, are endeavoring. Senator Rand Paul, probably the, the loudest voice out there saying, turn around, don't do it. 
So we'll get to that coming up in the second hour. In this hour, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk to our buddy Jack Buckby over there in the UK. Uh, we've got some uh, Antifa raising hell here in the United States. That That is short for anti-fascist, but they are actually fascists, pretending to be anti-fascists. It's all coming your way. The Chris Salcedo Show here in the Blaze. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. Show. Conservative Talk Radio with Spice. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's Chris Salcedo's show. I there is there is discussion and there is evolution happening here in the Chris Salcedo show and in the network broadly speaking. And it's something I want to talk over with y'all. Now I know why this show exists. In my mind, this show exists to inform. This show exists to uh, explore and defend and reveal the benefits to our civilization, to our country, to humanity of conservatism. Why it, it is a superior ideology based in liberty and freedom to the greatest degree possible, consistent with a civilized society. And why is that important? It's important because a freedom-loving people is a pro- are a prosperous people, are a fair and a just people. And the America that I grew up in, there is, I think, an inherent drive in any parent to, to leave something better than what they found. And that's in the conservative heart. Now, my political opponents, uh, you know I don't hold them in high regard because of what they advocate. And on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page, there is a, there is a synopsis of what I believe the sum total of their contribution to mankind is. And it is force. And there is a, it's a red sign that shows one human being pointing another, a gun at another human being's head saying statism, which another way is saying collectivism or communism or socialism. Ideas so good, they have to be mandatory. This is, this is the, lib, the liberal mindset, which I cannot wrap my head around. That says, oh, I have an idea of what would be utopian, but all I have to do is institute rules to ensure that people adhere to it. And I will issue these rules under threat of harm or coercion from an all-powerful state. And liberals believe this is the road to utopia. Of course, it's never been that way. It's never happened, but 
That's what that's their belief. Uh, I use history as my guide. Never has socialism succeeded in increasing liberty and freedom. Never has communism done that either. So the reason I do what I do, I get up. I, I just had this discussion with Mrs. Salcedo the other day. She said, you know, I couldn't do what you do. Have somebody have people calling up your program, telling you you're full of crap and you telling them you're full of crap. I go that that's what you think we do. I said, that's not what we do. There is there, there. You have these discussions in the arena of ideas so we don't start shooting at each other. The way they do in other less civilized countries. Now, notice where. The discussion has gone since Trump's, not even before Trump's victory. When the left wing doesn't get its way, they have resorted to violence. Antifa, these so-called anti-fascists, have taken to the streets and began, you know, and, and not just them, other left wing groups, those not dedicated to their professed causes, rather they're dedicated to spreading fear, threats, and intimidation to a population. You better, you better accept liberal control over your life or we will burn your freaking town down. You better accept this or violence, whatever, burning, whatever. Uh, Jesse Waters over the Fox News Channel interviewed one of these Antifa freaks, and this is what he said. It is in self-defense against right-wing aggression. Was it in self-defense when you firebombed a limousine during the inauguration? Yes. Okay, because the owner of the limousine is a Muslim immigrant. Were you aware of that? Well, you know, a lot of violence committed by so-called Antifa members is actually committed by these right-wingers who basically seek to make us look bad. Okay, so the Muslim immigrant who owned the limo that was firebombed was trying to make you look bad how? Uh, I don't think he's the one that firebombed it. It's these right-wing infiltrators. You see it all the time. Yes, yeah, you know what he's describing. How many times it, it is the Salcedo Show, one of the Salcedo Show axioms, that left-wingers often display qualities in abundance that they deem others to have. Uh, they project qualities on others that they themselves have in abundance. Former Secret Service agent Dan Bongino giving his opinion of Antifa. This group is a very, very dangerous group. Antifa, they, they call themselves anti, anti-fascist, anti but it's really anti-First Amendment. Now, what's happening here is social media is turning the tide on them, and everybody can see with their own eyes on video how violent and dangerous they are, and they're seeing public opinion turn on them. Yeah, I think he's right about that. Now, why do I think this story is worthy of explaining to you? Because because it's a trend that I see developing out here in the country that I think you ought to be aware of. And the question I have for you as you listen to today's program, are we delivering a talk show that you go, yeah, this betters my life. This is going to actually help me to make better decisions, etc. Or is there something else you're looking for from this program? Keep that in mind. Jack Buckby, coming up from the UK, next, talking about Antifa. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. 
Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo. Turn on him. So they're trying to just disingenuously make up a completely false narrative that it's the right wing that's doing this. That's totally absurd. They are in love with violence. They embrace violence. It's the only tool they have. It's the only tool they have. And they're a bunch of children. They're just, they don't have their toys. So they're throwing things at people. Stan Bongino, former Secret Service agent, giving his opinion of Antifa. Uh, uh, an individual identifying himself as Antifa appeared on Jesse Waters' program on Fox News Channel. Over the weekend, let's talk about Antifa and many other things with a guy who warned this audience about Antifa, the fact that they had their origins over in Europe and that they were coming to America. And folks, I think they're here. Uh, Jack Buckby is a political activist and commentator as he legally expelled from university for holding non-politically correct views on the truth about radical Islam. He's a conservative and a culturist who discusses the decline of Western civilization, and he's a co-author of A Paradoxical Alliance, an Anglo-American analysis of the left's love affair with Islam. Jack Buckby, welcome back to The Chris Salcedo Show. Thanks for having me on. Great as always. So you had a chance to look at at this interview with this uh, alleged Antifa member uh, Jesse Waters had on the program. What'd you think? Well, it was funny. Um, you know, you can only laugh at these things at this point, otherwise you'll cry. Um, but the, these, as I said, yeah, the, these people have been around in Europe for a very long time. But one thing I'll say is whenever you hear about someone from Antifa being on the television or being interviewed by the press, be immediately skeptical because Antifa never ever work with the press. They refuse to talk to anyone who might disagree with them. They refuse to talk to the press because they know they'll be exposed. Um, this guy, I found, is actually a YouTube prankster. Um, he's not actually Antifa, which I, do, I find quite funny. But the amazing thing is, Chris, you can't tell the difference between the real ones and the fake ones. <laughs> well, this, this guy did, if he wasn't Antifa. Now, now l- 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 your experience, of course, has been the UK branch of Antifa. Is it possible that the Hollywood-influenced American culture, Antifa, are, are limelight seekers, and they think they're so emboldened after eight years of Barack Obama that they want to find the nearest television to declare how they believe that uh, that uh, their, their uh, left-wing extremist views are now mainstream? Or do you think this guy really is uh, not really Antifa? Yeah, I really think he was a troll. But there are some people that do do it. There are some people who kind of border on the Antifa side of things. Now, here's the distinction. In the UK, we had things like Unite Against Fascism, Hope Not Hate, Searchlight Magazine. These were all these collective left-wing groups that sort of worked together. And interestingly, were actually funded by the government. They had signatories who were members of parliament. They were funded by organizations that were connected to the Labour Party. And they were used as a way of breaking campaign laws. So Hope Not Hate, for instance, which was essentially a precursor to Antifa, um, used to campaign against political parties, but not necessarily for the Labour Party. But because they were campaigning against the other parties, it effectively was campaigning for Labour, and it was just a way of getting around the electoral process. And those are the guys that will do television interviews, because they think they're so, um, they're, they're so divine and so enlightened, and they really think 
that they're fighting this just cause. They don't realize they're puppets in this horrible, corrupt political game. Um, but the Antifa side of things are the guys that go out wearing black and they cover their faces. They refuse to let anyone know their names. They'll set limousines on fire. You know, they'll attack people. In Britain, they've attacked people with darts and knives in the street. Um, and they're the scary lot. So what you'll find is that Antifa won't talk, but the kind of left-wing organizations that surround them will yeah, and I've I've seen it replicated in the states. It's come from here, and now you've got it yourselves. Yeah, you know they they, they, they yeah they take on identities like Acorn here or Black Lives Matter, or yeah. some other type of group. So that's interesting. A real Antifa will not get on camera. That's very interesting. I, I wonder if Jesse Waters over at Fox News uh, <laughs> is is doing some more investigating uh, if he if he gets wind of this. Uh, let's let's pivot if we can. Uh, allies and conservatives. Uh, uh, are, well, let me, let me ask. Let me ask this about about the Obamacare debate. A lot of our allies who are conservatives in the Congress that they are telling us that this Obamacare repeal effort by the Republicans is is nothing of the sort. It's more of a repair job. And now yeah. you have left wingers over in the states basically saying that it's time for single payer much like you have over in the uk and uh, and you and i have kind of touched base on this before that the uk is very is somewhat enamored with their with their socialized medicine yes that's true there's two things in the uk that you um, that we won't in, we won't, we won't ever sort of ditch uh, we will never talk badly of and that's the national health service and the queen Um, And the National Health Service, if any politician ever says anything bad about the National Health Service, they will never be elected to any kind of public office ever again. It's um, it's it's a a, a, it's a it's a pride thing. We had the the post-war consensus after the Second World War. We uh, created the National Health Service and people on both sides of the political debate have always stood by the NHS. And don't get me wrong, it has its flaws, but you accept some of those flaws because the way we see it is uh, it's kind of nationalist in a way. It's a way of saying, well, we want to ensure that every single person, no matter whether they can pay, no matter whether they you know, can afford this level of service or that, everyone has access to at least the same level of basic service. And it has served as well, to be fair, Chris. Now, I'm not saying this is a system that the Americans should use, but it has served as well for many years. And even when I was a child, I'm only 24, but even when I was a child, not that long ago in the grand scheme of things, I remember the doctors were so good that they would come out to your home just to take a splinter out of my foot when I was a child. You know, it was really efficient. We got great service. Today, it's not so great, um, but that's because of the, the the huge burden being put on the NHS because people access it from in, inside the European Union and from abroad and things. But, you know, I've been watching the American thing unfold. And I think what it says to me is America has to choose. You either go completely down the social socialized route or you go completely down the capitalist privatized route and anywhere in between doesn't seem to be working. Well, you know, and again, I think that that's actually kind of fair what you just said, that your your society got together. And I, I think the reason why you, you may be a little correct about how it works for a smaller population and the size of of Great yeah. Britain compared to a, a massive country the size of the United States Um but your nation got together and said, we, are, we agree on this. We had a, a soundbite from a Canadian reporter that jumped on Meet the Press and basically said the same thing. The Canadians got together and said, we're, we want to do this and we're going to sacrifice some things. We're not going to have shiny hospitals. We're not going to have short wait times. Not everybody's going to be seen in a timely fashion. 
And that's the trade-off. And you guys had an honest discussion about what socialized medicine can do and what it can't do. We've got leftists over here, Elizabeth Warren and others, who are saying, oh, yeah, you know what? You're going to get uh, socialized medicine and you'll, you will not see a reduction in care or access. And that's an out-and-out lie, yes? I, I would say so, yes. I mean, again, it does work for a, a smaller population and we've we've seen just how strained the nhs has become with people accessing it from overseas and you know what the politicians say now is because we have this love of the nhs which i also have i might say um because we have that the politicians now in order to stay elected they have to say well every year we will commit more money to the nhs every year Every year, more money. How is that sustainable? You know, mm. I think the only way we can actually maintain our socialized system here now is to reduce the burden and to make sure we don't have people from all over the world accessing it in many uh, cases for free. Um, so, yes, you're right. We You take some trade offs. But the thing is, in the UK, you can have the NHS, but you can also purchase privatized healthcare on the top. What I would personally like to see uh, to make the system a little bit better is to say, well, if you don't want the NHS in Britain, you can stop paying your taxes for that and you can just buy a private healthcare system. I think that would tweak it and make it perfect. But in America, you've got a decision to make at this point. And what I'm seeing from this healthcare bill that's being pushed through, it doesn't seem to be that much different to Obamacare. Yeah. No, well, no, it isn't. And as a matter of fact, it's it's uh, a little bit of lipstick on the pig that is Obamacare. Yeah. And, and we'll have some we have a massive amount of sound bites from Rand Paul and uh, John Cornyn and others coming up in the second hour to talk about that, because that's a direct impact. Last thing I wanted to talk to you about, um, uh, you and I spoke earlier and I let you know about the plight of Jonathan Dunn, who is uh, from Ireland. He is uh, a blaze uh, contributor. And he was not allowed, much like you, to come over to the United States. And I, and here you guys are in, in American allied countries. You guys have a specific skill set. And uh, your only crime appears to be your conservatives. And you love yep. this country. And you're willing to come in the front door rather than, you know, jump uh, down to the southern border and come in illegally. It, mm. it, it, it is a slap in the face in my view. That guys like you, guys like Jonathan Dunn and others who could contribute to the fabric of the United States of America are not allowed in legally. But illegal aliens, some of them criminals and felons, are allowed in uh, at will. Give me your reflection on now that I told you about Jonathan Dunn's case and your own. What what, what do you think as somebody from the outside looking at uh, the progressives in this country who think this system is just? See, I, I think the American immigration system, you've got it all wrong. The priorities are completely wrong. And I think this is a really interesting point uh, um, coming from Ann Coulter, really, about the, the, you know, the replacement of a population and a people and the change of culture. Um, it seems that America is prioritizing refugees or many criminals from the South. Uh, meanwhile, Europeans who are traditionally, the, let's face it, the, the best fit into an American society because America, a lot of Americans hate it when I say this, Chris, but America is a European society. Um, and I think <laughs> if you're going priori- to prioritize uh, any kind of immigrant, I think it should be Europeans personally, mm. um, or at least make sure that they're not getting, you know, stuck at the bottom and not being allowed through. Now, the only crime now, I, I Jack, I, is- no, wait a minute. Hold on. I, I think, you know, progressives want to make sure the radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorists have their say in Western society. I mean, that's what's wrong with that 
<laughs> I don't know. It's 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 it's. This is what I wrote my book about. Actually, is that in that bizarre thinking from the left? They would rather have people from the Middle East who hate gays, who want to throw them off buildings, who don't respect women, and they, they'd rather have those instead as opposed to me. Who I mean, what have I done, Chris? What have I done? I've dared I've dared to say that there might be a civilizational um, struggle at this point in well, Europe. Well, you know, you know what, you, you know what you've done. You know what the, the left looks at you. And, and then they look at the radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorist who throws gays off of buildings, who, as you said, disrespects and, and objectifies women. They look at you. You're a conservative and you oppose their policies. So you are the threat and not the radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorist. That's that's their way. That's their crazy way of thinking. A paradoxical alliance, an Anglo-American analysis of the left's love affair with Islam. Co-author of that book, Jack Buckby, political activist and a good friend of the Chris Salcedo show, sir. Appreciate your time as always. Thank you so much for having me on. Take care, mate. You bet. More to come, folks. Other side of the break. It's the Salcedo Show. You're in the blaze. This is the Chris Salcedo Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, glad you made it back, everybody. Uh, we're waiting for the President of the United States to speak at a Made in America event. Vice President of the United States, Mike Pence, is speaking right now. And the way this will probably work is I will go into break here at the top of the hour. We'll hit the news. And then when we come back, uh, President Trump's speech will be over <laughs> because that's just the way that just this is the way the news gods operate. We can at least hear Vice President Pence. Hold on a second. But he calls those three beautiful words made in America. In fact, this president has signed more laws slashing through federal red tape than any president in American history. Under President Trump's leadership, we've been fighting for trade that's both free and fair so that American businesses and American workers can compete and win with companies anywhere in the world. In fact, as we were just talking down the hallway just last month, thanks to the president's leadership, American beef is now being shipped to China for the first time in 13 years. We've been unleashing American-made energy, rolling back the clean power plan, approving the Keystone and Dakota pipelines. And when he did so, President Trump took executive action to make sure that new pipelines in America would be built by American workers using American steel. So this is part of the uh, White House effort to change the narrative, to actually give, you know, uh, those who are defending the administration something else to talk about, about what really impacts people's lives. You know, it's this is kind of funny because this pivot by the White House is similar to the, the questions I was asking all of you to weigh in about, you know, you guys could, if I asked you what you wanted out of your government, for example, would you be able to tell me? So if I ask you, hey, what do you want out of this talk show? 
would you be able to tell me that? Telephone number is 888 I'm looking at this monitor. I think they're starting, they're starting to widen out. And I think, yeah, he's just in time for me to have to go to break. Uh, the president of the United States is stepping up at the podium. Everybody's raising their, their phones. Hold on a minute. Maybe we can get a couple of words in. But the gentleman who was in charge of uh, Omaha beef, they do beef. He hugged me. He wanted to kiss me so badly. Whoa, hey, hey, hey. Because he said... It, our business is a whole different business now because you got China approved. The other administrations couldn't even come close. And I told him, you know how long it took? One sentence. I said, President Xi, we'd love to sell beef back in China again. He said, you can do that. That was the end of that, right? Sonny, the great Sonny Purdue. You know, I don't know if I'd be admitting it, if, if I were the president, I'd say, you know what? Took painstaking negotiations that only I could pull off. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey!